It's Cofield and Company, live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center on ESPN Las Vegas. I like it. I like it. Cofield and Company. Adam Hill along in just a little bit. Damon is in, steering the ship. The arena. Wow, interesting. Real interesting. The hot dog contest debate, possibly one of the worst things I've ever heard on radio. From the winner, from the winner of that debate show, we'll address that later on. Greg Salerno tipping the scales, uh, I'll be generous, at somewhere above 250 pounds. Not a fan of the eating contest. Doesn't think it's a sport. Okie dokie, brother. We'll get to that a little later. So yeah, it's a Wednesday. Cofield and company. Uh, Damon is here. Damon and JVT and Adam Hill held down the fort on Monday. So a ton to get to. We will. I'll warn everyone right now because you know I love the hot dog eating contest. We will be breaking down the hot dog eating contest. The men's side. Then the women's side. Then... The comparison of Chestnut and Sudo to other athletes, yes, they are athletes, around the world and the greatest of all time. That's all coming up here on Cofield and Company. Baseball, Damon, as I put in our notes, these are the three weeks of the year where baseball actually gets probably multiple blocks on Cofield and Company. This is what baseball has done to itself over the years and what the competition has done to Major League Baseball. It gets a little time today. Are you happy? Yeah, I'm happy. I mean, as you put in the notes, Immaculate Grid, that's been taking over my days for about three weeks okay. now. So I've been on a baseball kick just off a game. We got to break, break this down in a second. So first of all, I want to lay down the fact that when we crack on baseball and it's making money hand over fist. So like by that metric, which is probably the most important metric, believe me, the NHL wishes it was failing like MLB. That's why the NHL and its salary cap are a mess. And Riley Smith had to be traded because Gary Bettman and his whatever they are, uh, you know, all of his people there, like they got to find a way to generate more money because hockey players should be making a lot more money. Organizations should be making a lot more money. Um, baseball, we kill all the time. I still don't think the effects of what baseball has done over the last 30 years has been felt yet from an audience standpoint and a young audience standpoint. We'll see what happens here the next 10 or 15 years. But on this show, I'm trying to think of every, I, you know what? I, I should wait until they're back on the show. I know, I was a massive baseball fan. I played, you know, a decent level of baseball. I thought I was okay and then became a star when I played softball. That's the way it always is, right? I was so much better uh, playing softball than I was baseball. Um, Adam Hill was probably the exact height he is now, like 6'3 and 3 quarters, as he says, at 11 years old. Um, Now, he weighs a little more, but Damon, I don't know how much baseball you played. Uh, Adam was one of those guys who was just a giant when he was 11 and then never grew anymore. And it was always like, is that kid, isn't he too old to play at this level? Like play little league, but he loves baseball. He loves baseball. And we routinely crap on baseball and the way it's run. Did you play baseball? How much baseball did you play? Uh, very little. I remember getting hit in the face in like a family softball game. And I said, <laughs> I am done. This sport will never get me to participate again. That and, was it? Uh, and that was it. So still like the game, you know, love the game. Uh, but, you know, I, I got uh, hit in the face once. I freaking love baseball. I was a, like a stat nerd uh, with what uh, Stratomatic and then uh, what the other stuff that was just so incredibly nerdy, but loved it. Loved fantasy baseball. Uh, loved playing baseball. To your point, um, I'm trying to think. I didn't have any major injuries in baseball. I got a, 
I got hit in the face one time. I got kicked in the face with a cleat. Someone sliding in the third head first, and the, the cleat came up and bopped me in the face. So uh, I was never really afraid of the baseball. Um, I have a younger brother who basically just folded. He could have been a decent baseball player, but just folded when people threw inside against him, and he got hit a couple times, and he was just – he was done. So I just mentioned I'm a stat nerd when it comes to baseball. I love it. What did you – immaculate what? What did you say? Immaculate grid. Okay. You don't need to be a – did you look I at looked it? at immaculate. I looked at immaculate grid today. Whew. You're into it. I I don't know, man. I don't really get it. I don't get what, what's so. What's tell me what's the allure? Because you're the one who sent this over, and you're and you're the. I'm not going to say the rare young person, but I would think you would not be into baseball stats. You're the youngest guy on the show. Yeah, so it's just a game where it's kind of set up as if it's tic tac toe. Some and it's a new it's a new round every day. So, you know, mm-hmm. at, so at 9 o'clock our time, 9 o'clock at night, it's a new game. And you can't All go right. back and look at the other ones. So some days it's better than others where you have three across, you know, and three vertically. And you have right. to match people. Here's a day. It was 3,000 hits for the A's, the Dodge, excuse me, the A's, the Padres, and someone who had 3,000 hits and 500 career home runs. And then you've got to match up exact teams in each square. So in one square it was the A's and the Orioles. The A's and the Padres. So at certain points, they give you percentages of okay. people of other people who are playing this game that guessed. So for this day, this was a good. This was the twenty eighth. For my for my Orioles and A's, I had Tony Batista zero point two percent. So when you get that in that point percent that no one else is thinking about that player, that's like a right. that's a badge of honor right there. It is. I thought it would just meant you're totally wrong. No, no, no. That's like it's correct, but nobody was thinking that. Let's say three thousand hits in the A's. Ricky Henderson, 96% of people. Oh, wait Ricky. a second. Wait a second. I cut you off. I'm sorry. Yeah, go for it. I thought you, I thought you were efforting the right idea, the, the correct answer. Yeah, but it's multiple players. Multiple players can fit there. So you, you actually, it's not good when you pick someone who's not at all near the answer and then you get a low percentage. No, it's it's rarity. They're all the right. If you get somebody, because if you only have nine guesses, if you get a wrong guess, it tells you the wrong guess. Multiple okay. players have played for, let's say, the Padres and the Orioles, but only 0.7% of people guess Miguel Tejada like I did. Okay. Because it's rare. Uh, Nobody's Adam thinking Hill, about Miguel Tejada. Adam like Hill that. is here. Sorry, Damon. Adam Hill is here. Um, this I looked at it quickly. Uh, first of all, Damon. I have to mention, I don't think we're going to call you this often, but I think you're today's dork on the show. Like, I'm usually a dork, and I think Adam's a dork a lot. I don't, we we, we got to hash this out here. Um, this feels like Wordle in a way. Have you looked at this Immaculate Grid baseball quiz that comes up every day? Yeah, I think it's it's baseball Wordle. Do you like it? Uh, I haven't really done it. Okay. You might want to look at it during the break, because apparently DeMond loves it, and I'm still a little bit confused. First of all, don't most people play it by just looking up the right answer? Shouldn't there be like a time limit? Hmm. Well, should, like, but I think they're they're it's a challenge against yourself. So if you're you're only cheating yourself if you look it up. Okay. Yeah, I've yet to be immaculate, but you know it's uh yeah I don't need to prove anything to anyone else. You know I haven't gotten a perfect nine yet, but okay. I'm trying every day. I mean, today it was I saw a category. I think it was like 300 batting average in a season. And then it had all the teams. And then one of the crosses was the Mets and the Cubs. And I was racking my brain. I'm like, man, I can't really think of Mets and Cubs. You know what? I'm going to go with Dave Kingman. 
who was like a 199 career hitter. And it said 3%. And I'm like, okay, clearly I was joking. And I'm completely wrong. Wait, do I get points for just knowing he played for both teams? Yes, that's the that 3%. Only 3% oh. of people was thinking of that guy. Because it's wrong. It's <laughs> no, like he didn't play. the right answer. There are multiple right There's answers. There's a lot of kinks to work out. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess they have to kind of make it easy. Otherwise, you would just sit there and research. And by the way, there are now sites. This thing must be so popular. Um, I keep wanting to say like immaculate reception, immaculate grid, some baseball quiz game. And by the way, this is our baseball conversation. I just bragged about, Hey, this is their three weeks. Here's their baseball time. Um, so unless you look it up, all you have then is just to guess someone who played for both teams. And that's looked at as a positive. I guess I have to make it kind of easy just to get something. Well, it's not that positive. 3%. No, he. No, that's rarity. The case that, that's good. That's rarity because no one else is thinking about those players. We can all go for the guys that yo. We all know that he played for those two teams, but it's the rarity of you know if you getting someone that's like 05 percent. No one's thinking about that guy. He maybe was stopped there for a cup of coffee in a midseason trade, but you remembered that. That's you know that's like a badge of honor, guys. Mm, okay, I might have to try it more to to feel the magic of baseball wordle. Seems complicated. You're not gonna try it. I, I I keep losing streaks. I'm, I do so many different online things. Yeah. I keep losing my my streak. And once once I have a day where I don't do something, I'm out. You're out. Like Wordle, the first time I missed, I never did it again. How many days in a row did you do? It was like in the 60s or 70s. Oh, and really? then first to miss one. You know what other one? Uh, I was trying to learn uh, Spanish on Duolingo. I had like a six month streak going. I missed one day. I was out. Like, I, I'm just so into routine, and then when I miss it, I'm done. It's crazy. You respect consistency, and if you let yourself down and miss it, you're out. But it is very powerful. Like, how the apps have that, it's very powerful to remind you, like, hey, you got a streak going. Don't mess don't mess it up. And you do. It's, it's true. All right. A lot of people just go away from it. We'll put it to the audience at ESPN Las Vegas at – Damon, give me your handle again. At Damon underscore the boss. Uh, at Damon underscore the boss. At Adam Hill, LVRJ. Don't send it to me. We'll get into my Twitter issues. I listened the other day to the beginning of your show on Monday. And when you guys were talking about Twitter, I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever heard opening a show. And because I hadn't got on Twitter the last two days, I texted you this morning when I hopped on there and I'm like, what is happening? So we'll just leave it at that. They've taken something away that I think 99.9% of America doesn't care about. But for us in the media, like I, I, I have... I don't know anything that happened today. I just realized how reliant I am on Elon Musk. I'm screwed. I'm very screwed. It's not, not the not the person whose who's basket you want to have your eggs in. Uh, no, I, f- I felt like I had something else besides eggs in the basket. I feel like they were getting squeezed beyond belief. It hurt. Fair. It hurt a lot. I have no idea what the hell is going on. I'm very, I'm very lost today. Uh, you were out at USC, right? I was. Okay. So how'd it go? Somehow I didn't get injured until I got here, though. I don't know. This is ridiculous. What happened? Uh, what did you do? Jam a finger? No, I was trying to be he quiet. Jammed a finger. I he jammed to, a finger, Damon. It was not, not even jammed. I was trying to be quiet as I answered because you were already on. What happened? You ripped and the nail? the door just wrapped around my finger, just ripped it open. Like, what is going on? You need a Band-Aid? <laughs> Probably. We'll go downstairs. We're at Battleborn. I'm good. We're using the uh, Battleborn studios. Justin Watkins is coming up. They, I'm sure they have a first aid just kit. Keep, I'm just keeping my head in my nah, pocket. Don't, don't wipe. Don't wipe the blood all over your... I mean, it'll be a memory down it's the road. The, it's the inside of my shirt. We're good. Inside of your shirt. Don't ruin your shirt. It's inside. That's a, like a, that's a press conference that's shirt. Inside, not outside. Uh, it's fine. Um, Anything exciting? Because UFC's in town with what? Yes. 
Um, how many events this weekend? Uh, well, Say UFC it. 290. And what else? Uh, UFC it. Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Okay, International Fight Week. What else? Summer League's here. Okay, no, no, no. UFC related. What else is here on Friday night? Uh, there's a, there's a weigh-in for, okay. the, for the UFC 290 event. What else? Come on, it's the event of the weekend. It's the biggest event going on. Oh, they're going to announce some of their summer no. programming no. or some of the fall programming? No. I, by the way, I don't need announcements. I Now, since I moved on from TikTok or uh, Twitter, I moved to TikTok, and Dana White's up there with his F it Friday, terrible food that they make him, there's... and then he does fight announcements, which a lot of times I watch him, I'm like, I don't know what happened. I don't know who this is. Well, there's a... There's a power slap event coming up. There is a power slap. Yes. Well, let's all do it. Practice. Do the motion. Ah, all right. I got to strengthen my core. It's my new workout. It's so dumb. Slap on three. I don't think I can do left yet. I can do I left hand do on right. two. No, I can't. I can't do left hand. Don't do left hand if you're not a lefty. You're not surprising anyone. Try to challenge yourself. Do we book a guest later in the week to break it down? Because I actually... I, do it tomorrow. Uh, we booked the vast booking crew... Uh, brought in dan helly last week you unfortunately missed that one That's so sad. actually we were able to uh kiss his ass for about 20 minutes willie was very high on it he's it's still going the sport yes it's the beginning of massive growth <laughs> tumors are also massive don't, growth. don't 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 discount this whole thing okay we were on the ground floor i'll say with usc we were the only show in the country and you can look this up that covered home and road events for basically like nine years. No one has done it since. Yeah. With a radio show, with a treasury radio show. So, and no, the guy in Florida, Randy. Now nah, he, he kind of dropped out. He, he did, was, you know, you know what he today? did? He actually did. He, he was around for a long time. Yeah, he was there today. I thought I saw. Okay. Well, real, real terrestrial show. Okay. Not to rip on Randy. Okay. Um, and we were on the ground floor of competitive eating. Sure. So coming up, first of many breakdowns of the event yesterday, it almost didn't happen. It was very scary. And once again, you know, I've got my criticisms for the Shea brothers, but a, a hero had to stand up. He had to fight all the forces. He had to fight Mother Nature. He had to fight the weather. Chestnut made this whole thing go down. Live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield. And Adam Hill, only on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, rolling on. DeMond's here. Adam Hill is here. Here is the Battleborn Broadcast Center. Justin Watkins coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Lot to get to. Lot to get to. Three different breakdowns of the hot dog eating contest. That almost did not happen. We'll get into Chestnut's performance in a little bit, but what the hell was going on in the morning? at or on Coney Island, it looked like torrential downpours and then a lot of confusion about what was going to happen to the event. Yeah, the the weather didn't cooperate. And, you know, the, the outdoor nature of, you know, the Nathan's famous. These contest, are the risks. These are the risks. By the way, not enough people look at the weather forecast to make their prediction because uh, I thought the Joey Chestnut hot dogs and Mickey Sudo's hot dogs eaten set way too high. Yeah, I, I mean, I think certainly in retrospect, but if you knew that was happening, I mean, the, the problem that you have is you're going to trust the forecast and, you know, everything works out fine. And you have the all the unders and you, and you yeah. lose. I, I also think they're, you know, they're both getting a little older. You know, your jaw does not work. I Believe me, trust me, I could eat a lot more uh, aggressively in my 20s than I can in my 50s. 
And these are high-level athletes. Yeah. You know, you, you're going to start to lose it at some point. Well, and, you know, you should have, if you were factoring in weather, you could have factored in the fact that they were going to be delayed and not uh, at the peak. Uh, that's something that was discussed later of, you know, if you're not, you're, you're training yourself just like a fighter will, you know, maybe have their training sessions late at night because they'll be fighting late at night. The, the, the eating athletes, the competitive eaters are timing themselves every day to be the most hungry at noon because that's when they're going to eat. Oh, the body clock too yeah, and how the they train. Clock. So then all of a sudden it's pushed back a couple hours. Well, what was going on with the weather? And then I saw someone tweet out, Hey, uh, they're canceling this thing. They're starting to like tear down the stage. Well, they did. It was canceled. The, uh, what? the police, the police department stepped in and said, no, you're not doing it. Who does NYPD think well, they are? It's tough to secure an event when it's downpour and people are outside and becomes dangerous situation. So, uh, the police department apparently said, no, it's off. I wonder if that's a security thing too, where they're like, Hey, you got a window here. And I don't know who pays for that. That boy, yeah. by the way, we've been doing a lot of investigating into major league eating and the Shea brothers and IFOCE. Let's find out who's paying all this extra security. Who, who had, a, if that was overtime, who had to pay that? I mean, full investigation. I'm are needed. sure. I'm sure that was part of it. Yes. Uh, so the police department canceled it and told the news stations it was canceled. And that's who tweeted out the event is canceled. And apparently, your guy, Joey Chestnut, came striding in and said, we're doing this. He looked completely pissed off when he came out. He did. Well, because he was his timing was all thrown off. He was out of it. Plus, this is like a fighter and a weight cut. What do you think? They just wake up on the 4th of July and there's no training beforehand. There was no work during the week. Like your body's primed to freaking take in all this food. The show has to go on. It does. Wow. And so eventually Joey just said, that's it. We're doing this. Ath you know, athletes get special treatment and, you know, great athletes get even more special treatment. The Jordan rules exist. The chestnut rules exist. Do you think this is special treatment? Well, I think so. I mean, they canceled and then allowed him to compete anyway. I mean, a guy, uh, Heasley said, uh, you know, after the supposed cancellation, uh, Joey Jaws just came out and said, I quote, I'm going to get the rest of the guys out here and we're going to do this effer. <laughs> okay. I mean, listen, I have my problems with how they put together the roster in this contest. I don't think they're pulling from enough of the world and I think they're shutting people out, yeah. but the guy has won 16 in a row. Uh, was it last year or two years ago when he had the, the, the leg surgery, someone comes up, he gets the guy in a headlock is, is going to beat the hell out of this dude on a hobbled leg, takes all that risk. To be the hero. He's in the middle of the stage. How'd the guy even get there? There's other big guys. Badlands Booker doesn't eat anymore. He just chugs. You're 450 pounds. At least be security. Someone gets up. A protester gets up there with Chestnut. He's got to wrestle the person. Get him the hell off the stage. He recovers and wins that year. And then this year, I don't, where are the Shea brothers? Canceled. And then Chestnut comes out and it's heroic action again. No, we're going to do this. this. We're going to do this. God bless this guy. Look, I I will say, and we can we have plenty to get into, and I don't want to ruin our hot dog eating discussion right now. I I have a renewed hatred for the event. I almost boycotted it. Uh, I watched I, the, I watched the thirty for thirty again uh, and got infuriated. I am done with the Shea brothers completely. Ooh, okay. That save that that yeah. part two of the breakdown. 
is coming up yeah. around uh, four forty-four but today. Wow! I will, I will say, okay. As much as I, we will get into that, I that does not diminish my respect for one of the world's great athletes, Joey Chestnut. It's not his fault. I would never. I'm never going to take it away from him or Mickey Sudo because yeah. you, you know I have a lot of problems with the women's competition, yeah. and I tried to sh- I tried to shine a light on that last week by bringing in the other great female eaters who are not in this contest. Nothing against Mickey Sudo, you know. It's not. I mean, think back, right? Because what I often think of with uh, with Sudo and, and Chestnut is uh, go back to Clubber Lang, right? And Mick was like. You're not fighting him. Like he knew. And I'm not saying Chestnut's living high in the life like Rocky was, high in life like Rocky was, right? Where Rocky, he was just, he was fighting bums. Sure. Setups, just to keep him a champion. And then Clubber Lang, Mr. T is on his way up. And Mickey's like, no, you're not, you're not fighting him. And then at some point, you know, Rocky gets freaking all pissed off and it's like, bro, okay, if this is what you want. And Mick has a freaking heart attack. I mean, and again, I'm, I, so I'm not, I'm not blaming it on The Rock or Rocky, because there is a rock now, or Joey Chestnut or Mickey Sudo. It's still a great contest. It, Ooh, it's a wow. Good, it's a great showcase. Wow, okay. It's a great showcase, not a great contest. By, by, by the way, how horrendous, how horrendous was the, don't laugh, Damon, how horrendous was the news that P1 listener Sean sent over, this is not, I, I refuse to even look this up. I was this close to a block. He sends over the news that the University of Michigan has done a study that if you eat hot dogs, what happens? Uh, each one takes a certain amount of time off your life. I think it's like 36 minutes or something. This can't be right. That seems like a lot. Wow. Yeah. According to Michigan, one hot dog reduces the person's life expectancy by 36 minutes. I saw that uh, between... Wouldn't Chestnut already be dead? We have to do the math. I saw... I saw. You know what? I got to look it up. There was something on Kobayashi. I got to find it now. Yeah, Kobayashi had shaved off like 12 days of his life when he was at his peak. Each contest, I think. It was all the contests combined. Okay. Yeah, it was all the contests. He, he actually... He's, he'll die 12 days sooner. Okay. It's a, it's, it's a lot. That last two weeks, he's, he's going to want back. Now, I did not see this study uh, before we grilled or we had our cookout. I will not say had a barbecue because Kansas City people get mad at that. I did not see that. Um, I did serve hot dogs. I did not have one. How about that? So you're trying to kill everybody else. I, I didn't know it was going to kill people. Could you be charged with that knowledge? You know, Could we you have charged a, with attempted murder. We have a legal insider coming up. We do. I don't, I don't really want to risk it. Because the SO got a hot dog. Uh oh. Yeah. I'll tell you the other thing. The other cardinal sin. My uh, my grill wasn't lighting well. Like it wasn't lighting up with a good flame. I air fried the hot dogs. I, I like that. Yeah. But it's it was weird. Choice. We made turkey franks. They blew up real fat, and every woman I gave it to was like, "Whoa, this is big." I know the hot dog. Yes. They were unusually plump for some reason. Because you know I'm a dirty water dog guy. Sure. Or a straight barbecue guy. And a lot of times on the barbecue, they shrivel up a little bit. But no, this was very plump. I don't, I don't know why it happened. The science of the air fryer. Who knows? So a lot of a lot of sins yesterday. Not having a hot dog for me is pretty bad. 
just you just didn't like the look of it no you know what happened i i we put out all these snacks we had chips and dips and then the little apps and i i just i snacked all day and i i don't know what i you know what's funny i would if i were michigan i would worry more about uh all i all the liquid i drank on my life expectancy than one friggin' hot dog well i'm sure they do i'm sure that's another study. i don't want to hear a study on that one that'll be study. that'll be really depressing all right so wow sounds like adam's ready to rip this thing apart yeah it was I was uncomfortable. It's watching. coming up in a little bit. All right. I, I, I personally cannot wait to watch the documentary by Netflix on Jerry Jones, but it sounds like a lot of other people are like, how much money? Why do we need 10 parts? We'll get into that. And uh, it is a reminder. I've been here when it was glory hole days and I've been here when it wasn't. And so having said that, uh, uh, I want me some glory hole. So I have that perspective. Now, back to Cofield and Company at the Battleborn Broadcast Center on ESPN Las Vegas. Wait, I'm totally confused. Was that real? Might be AI. Come on, was that real? That was 100% real. When was that from? It was, it was last decade, but in this century. He said glory hole twice? Yes. Why don't I remember that? I feel like it was AI. Well. I just assume everything's AI. You know, the the funny thing is with social media now, a lot of stuff that comes out, you're like, okay, I got to double check. Is this real? I got a message from someone yesterday, one of our radio friends in a different market. And he, he had pulled the, that part. No, I think he had pulled a description of the documentary jerry jones there's going to be a documentary on jerry jones but it's by nfl films so i think it makes it really interesting in terms of what we're really looking for here it's 10 parts and there's been high level bidding for this thing it looks like netflix may land it for 50 million dollars but on pro football talk there was a write-up about what the documentary was about and the word glory hole was in there and someone sent me a thing and they were like what's with pft and their autocorrect thinking that it was supposed to say the glory days and it said glory hole. So I'm completely confused on if that quote was real, if the write-up was real, if we're talking about AI, auto, what the hell's going on here? I feel like it. it's, it's just something he, he's, he's an older gentleman and he has been for a long time. I think he just says things sometimes. I don't think it was on purpose. I can buy that one. I don't think it was on purpose. I mean, but when I hear the term, though, and then I know that uh, Robert Kraft is also an owner and one of the more powerful owners in the league, <laughs> I'm thinking Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft ran in the same circles, and maybe they had a night, you know, where they were out. Hey, let me show you some stuff. Jerry Jones is like, wow, I really enjoyed those that night. Thanks, Bobby Kraft. Found found a great massage studio. Something. So, Damon, you sent over a note about the documentary and what you said I've seen a lot of people say. So, are you in or out on a Jerry Jones 10-part documentary? I'm out. 10 parts? Maybe two. I don't care that much about Jerry Jones. Is he that fascinating? Might be. I mean, it can't all be about Jerry Jones, right? I mean, a lot of you about the Cowboys and things around the Cowboys, I would imagine. Yeah. I think people generally sell short a subject in terms of how many episodes are really need or really needed. I think Jerry Jones probably does need 10 parts because like Adam said, it's going to be the periphery stuff too. 
I think that dude's lived a fascinating life. Now, here's the thing. I had a list of eight things that I'd like to be in the documentary. I don't believe they'll be in there in like with a big part. And these would certainly make for you could do episodes on this stuff, full episodes. But I don't. It is NFL Films that's producing it, right? I thought. Well, but, at least they provided footage. Oh, okay. Well, we need to know who's in charge of the documentary. Because yeah, if it's it, NFL Films, they'll protect everything. Right. If it's a no hold barred, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Of course, the- because this can also be. Like Adam said, a Jerry Jones Cowboys documentary. So if it's about the ownership of the Cowboys, do you know how many good Cowboys stories there are over the years? I mean, you can go back to North Dallas 40, but just in Jerry Jones time, you know how crazy that place has been? Oh, yeah. It's been wild. And, and when you talk about parts, too, like, I, you know, I saw, and I can't remember if it's if it's five or six or even seven. I don't remember what it was. I looked at the American Gladiators documentary, and I was like, oh, it seems like a lot. for How many parts? Gladiators. It's five, it can be five, six, or seven, whatever. Okay, I, I haven't started it yet, so well, don't ruin it. I'm not, but I, like I'm saying, I got through three last night, and I was like, how many of her parts is not going to be enough? It's that good. I love it. All right. It's great. All right, last week's, last week's show on this show to watch was The Bear. I don't know if anyone else watched it, but I finished it. And as I said last week, it was on uh, the recommendation of Miles Simmons, and it's been out for a while, but I dropped off. Um, and I'll mention this to Miles. They do a Christmas episode. It is, I think, the best Christmas episode I've ever seen in movies or television. Wow. It's that incredible. I mean, the, the office one where they went to, they went to the it's, it's obviously it's a different cool. type. All right. Then I have to, I've been waiting to get on the uh, gladiators thing. So I got to jump on that. Well, there's two apparently. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I think one, one is ESPN and one is Netflix. I think. So you thought it needed like two episodes, maybe one, and now you're on three, and you're like, keep going. Yeah, keep, let's have more. I'm in. Incredible. It's great. Awesome. Yeah. Well, so, I also love the American Gladiators. So. All right, Damon, are you buying in at all? On American Gladiators? No, on Jerry Jones <laughs> no. being 10 parts. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, I don't think that even though the the like the like Jordan docuseries where it was, hey, man, the last dance, we're, we're bored, we're craving for content. You know, you have your Scottie Pippen episode, your Steve Kerr episode. Uh-huh. I don't think those Cowboy teams were that oh dominant. God. Are we? I mean, yeah, I wasn't born, dude. Hey, this hey. is I know that's and that's the thing. And here's the I'm not gonna be ageist like no, yeah, whatever it. ageist is generally ripping on old people, but I'm not gonna be like you kids don't understand. But there are things that happen. You're right; it's before your time. But there are things that happen that I was around for, and I didn't know all the details, or I just kind of forgot. You need a reminder. I'm gonna give you. I'll give you eight things that. I mean, you could, would you do a whole episode on this? No, but it could be, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. First of all, we need to know more about Jerry Jones' picture, potentially provoking a lynching at his high school in Little Rock in 1957. We never got a real explanation of that. By the way, um, another plug for Greg Salerno's show earlier. He mentioned that Jerry Jones had been at Klan rallies. I'm like, I don't know if that was, was that the story? I thought there was a picture of him at one, and then he was like, "It's it's not me. Oh really? I thought was the I thought that was the story. Okay, I thought he was confusing it with this one where he's on the steps of the high school and he's kind of looking over everyone, like you know, get those kids who are. Well, I think that in, I think that would be what would be. I mean, obviously that's clan affiliated. If you're well, trying that's to stop not, people, that's but not. I, a, but I think he also said it wasn't him. Okay, all right. So I, I I would love to know more about his Arkansas upbringing and why he was there and why he was egging on other kids to beat the hell out of the African Americans who were actually getting to go, or a guy that looked like him was doing. No, that was him. 
I think that he said it. I think Stop. he said it wasn't him. Stop. Well, then you know what? Right there, that's twenty minutes or half an hour on eyewitnesses. You have Shaggy as the theme song, right? Um, another one: Jerry Jones trying to oust Roger Goodell as the commish with the help of Papa John. Sure, remember that whole thing? Oh yeah, right where Papa John made a big ruckus, and as it turned out, because Papa John was going at Goodell and the way he handled the whole anthem thing, and behind the scenes, Jerry Jones was prodding him. Yeah, and then and then eventually Papa John did himself in and showed himself to be who he is by dropping n bombs on a what was it a conference call? Oh, it's not me. That's why Jerry related to him. Um, Number three, in a good Jerry Jones documentary, uh, doinking a side piece 26 years ago only to have his love child emerge from the shadows in 2022. Solid. I still think none of these things are going to be in it, but all all good. Okay. Um, This could be two episodes. The Cowboys under Jimmy Johnson were primed for years of Super Bowls, like probably a decade of success. And Jerry Jones is so friggin' meddling that he pushed out because of his ego. One of the great NFL coaches in the history of the game had a tiny stint in the National Football League. Now they went on to hire Barry Switzer, but he was a little bit loose, right? They still were a good organization and won. But then after that, because of his meddling, because of his ego, they went to Chan Gailey, Dave Campo, Parcells, who couldn't stand him. Jason Garrett, who probably had the job for four years too long, and now Mike McCarthy. So the last 26 years after all that success, they've got four playoff wins. That's that's an episode or two. Sure. That will I mean, those things will be included. That for sure. How many things were covered up during the glory days of the Cowboys? Countless. At the behest of Jerry Jones. Not not just his own sins, but the buffoonery and, you know, illegalities. I mean, one of the stories that came out years later was Michael Irvin got into a fight over who got to sit in the barber's chair next with a backup offensive lineman with his teammates around and slashed the dude with a pair of scissors across his neck, barely missing carotid artery. There's blood squirting all over the place. Eyewitnesses said Leon Lett was there. He tried to break it up. Eric Williams was kind of egging it on, telling the backup lineman, like, don't back down to him. Because Michael Irvin was like, seniority. Like like I matter. Get out of the barber chair. I'm next. Slash. I feel like that's not going to be in there. Either. Cover up. No. No. All right. Um, I'm I'm fascinated by what people thought and why Jerry Jones did it with his flip flopping on the kneeling for the national anthem against protest. Sure. Something that's very anti-American. It might be in there. Will it? I think so. Okay. Uh, number eight. Taking a photo with two women. Grabbing the uh, breast of one pressing the face of another against his junk. We want the backstory there, and I'd love to hear about all the womanizing. I would say probably not. Okay, not going to be in there. All right. And then he also uh, painted Houston Texans owner Bobby McNair as a victim after McNair in meetings had called the players inmates who were running the asylum. Sure. Just a few of the snippets, nine of them, would, that would, uh, that Jerry Jones uh, like documentary know, probably will not include. I'd like to know what went into being the team that took the chance on Greg Hardy. I uh, I had that as and but he has a long history of that too. Sure, because the Pac Man Jones experiment worked out so well that he was like, let me give Greg Hardy a chance. Yeah, and then Hardy did nothing. Pac Man was a little bit productive. Sure, there's a lot. Come on, come on, ten parts. 
Let's go. Yeah, well, speaking of your list, what about that exec that was uh, fired for voyeurism? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's another one. And, and they had an NDA. He paid off. What didn't the guy? Did the guy? Sp- he spied on his daughter. That was the rumor. Allegedly. Yeah. See, Devon, you, you know, when you get into the rhythm of this, you're like, oh, wait, I do want to I do want to see 45 minutes on that and an hour on this and three hours on this. Let's go. The team's handling of a car crash where one player killed another. Was that Josh Brent? I believe he was the driver. Brown was the passenger. I, I mean, we could. There's probably about twenty good, at least twenty minute blocks, if not more. Yeah. If they, I mean, if they're going to go into things that are like that are just the Cowboys of the last of, of the time from right his ownership well, till now. Why not? Then it will, because then it would be 70 parts. Right. I, mean, I think it's just going to be about his life. Come on. I'm not ripping on you, but I've heard that take from so many people. And I think it's just, we forget all the stuff that went on during the Cowboys glory years. And then since it's been even more ridiculous, the lack of winning and just, you know, the, the meddling. And I mean, his whole, his whole family dynamic, let's do a whole thing on nepotism across the NFL and start with Jerry Jones and how many flunky kids get to run NFL's teams or own them. I'd like to know. I mean, he brings the Cowboys team bus and parks it in Indy during the combine. What's going on on that thing? Is that right? Okay. Inside scoop from Adam Hill. Sure. You're the Indy expert. Really? The bus just sits there. Just sits there right outside the hotel. Hello. All right. Hello. Okay. Why? You have a hotel. Yeah. There's his Arkansas football playing days, which I'm sure were fascinating. There's his rise up in terms of wealth to be one of the younger guys in the history of the National Football League to buy a team, but buy the Cowboys. And then tell Tom Landry to hit the bricks. That was not received well. No. So I'm into it, man. I'm telling you, he is, he's one of the most fascinating, whether you like him or not, owners in the history of the National Football League. Dominant figure. And we don't even listen, if you had a tell all documentary on Jerry Jones, we don't all we don't really know all of the things that he's had his hand in in terms of influencing the league, which we also left out. The Raiders are not here in all likelihood. That stadium deal doesn't get done unless Jerry Jones steps in. There you had Sheldon Adelson, who pushed it through the political route, made sure to you know take care of whoever needed to be taken care of and get all those yes votes. Then he gets pissed and drops out. And I'm sure Sheldon Adelson, I don't know if you can talk about him anymore, but uh, Sh- Sheldon Adelson was like, that's it. They're done. I'm ending this. They're not going to be here. And then Jerry Jones is like, no, <laughs> yes, they they're going to be. Bank of America, give them $650 million. Let's go. That's an episode. So that's one for us. Sure. It's all for you. So I'm down with it. Yes, it is all for us. I'm down with it. Uh, let's do a giveaway right now. This is one of our great summer giveaways. 364-1100-364-1100. Right now, uh, Damon is going to qualify you for uh, tickets to an Aviators game. And then our grand prize, you have a shot at winning the weekly grand prize trip. Uh, this week, the trip, and this is every week uh, during the summer here for another uh, five or six weeks. Or so uh, every week we're giving away a grand prize trip. This week it's four nights in New York City, a Broadway show, and a thousand dollars in spending money. Or you can just take three thousand dollars cash straight up. You can take the trip or take the cash. It's the Lotus uh, Summer of Fun. The Lotus Summer of Fun. Three six four eleven hundred. Demand's got caller seven all hooked up for the Lotus Summer of Fun grand prize qualifier. Now back to Cofield and Company. ESPN Las Vegas. 
All right, Adam. So what's the latest with uh, Mike Trout? As we, we go back to baseball after Ooh. talking about Jerry Jones and his documentary. Now what? He's going to be on the show for a while. Taking a swing uh, the other night and just started shaking the wrist. Didn't look great. Didn't look like there was contact or anything. It was just one of those things where he twisted the bat a little, little wrong with the swing. And uh, he's immediately to the DL. And it looks like probably two months for Mike Trout, which is a big time of the year and a really interesting time for it to happen. Because the Angels are still in it. They might not be for long. So what do you do? I mean, I've I've kind of thought you have to trade Otani anyway. But at this point, you almost definitely have to. Almost definitely have to. Yeah. <laughs> which is it? Well, I mean, I think it would certainly what the package should be to get him. You would definitely have to, but if people aren't going to give you that, you can't be the team that traded him for nothing. Is there enough competitors? Like how many teams are really in competition to sign him to what'll probably be a deal in excess of, $45 million a year and a minimum of seven years. I mean, some people have talked about 10 years and 500 million. Yeah. I, but how many teams are legitimately day, in that who would 12 and 700. Okay. So how many teams are legitimately in that and will jump the gun to try and get them? They'll trade something good. Or is this a deal where, you know what? They're Otani and company are not going to definitely sign a deal with a team they get traded to. So there's a risk there well, you're, you're from, making, those, from yeah, those teams. So now you're just trying to make the best deal with any contender, anyone who's near the dance floor for the playoffs and try to get something from them. And then your pool might be open to like 12 teams. Yeah. You're making the trade. If you're, if you're a contender, you're making the trade, just knowing that you have a good organization, a good city, all of that. And trying to say, Hey, look, let's, let's get them for three months and show them how great this is. And that's our hope of signing him. Okay. But on the other side, the fair trade is probably your three best current players and like your top five prospects. But you know that's not going to happen. Right. But I mean, that's what that's fair value. Right. But you're not going to get fair value. Sure. Either way, because the, if you're trading him to a team that can actually compete to give him his $500 million deal plus, there's like five of them. Then the flip side is if you open it up and like, hey, 10 or 12 different contenders someone trade for them and if you only get them as a rental player so what maybe you won the world series give us a couple of prospects i mean if there's a bunch of teams interested now the bidding is going to go through the roof yeah. too i mean but so now you're it's not going to be a couple of prospects the problem is that scenario is so i'm going to throw teams out there uh, orioles blue jays these are rental player right orioles blue jays could the jays be in it for 500 million dollars no, that's why I don't, and I I don't think he would go there anyway. So I I don't think. What do you think? He, I don't he, think he won't go somewhere. It. He won't go as a rental player somewhere. I don't think so. I don't think you do it. Oh, wow. I don't think you do it. Unless, no, I'm saying he he might he would do it for this year. He would do it, but I'm saying I don't think if you're a team that doesn't think they can sign him, I don't think you're making the trade for a couple of good prospects. I, I just don't think I can't imagine. I think at that point they just say no, we're not doing. You know, you're not the team that trades him for a couple prospects. But then your risk is getting nothing for him. Right. I'd rather, Especially I'd since almost you're not rather get nothing. To get him. I'd almost rather get that's, nothing. That's silly. I'd almost rather get nothing. For history, you're going to be the team that traded him for two prospects. Yeah, I'd rather have two good prospects and nothing. And I'd, what, I'd, and I'd rather win, take my chances that you can win this year. Win what? You could win this year. If, if he stay, if he keeps them in the race and Trout comes back, now you can still win. 
All right, Angels were 45 and 43, so. Yeah. 45 and 43. Yeah. All right, 4 o'clock hours on the way.